Hey, this is the Mark Butler Show, episode 23, and it is 8.47 a.m., and I am literally unwrapping a mini Snickers as we speak, which is ridiculous. And so I guess if you had to ask me for a, a status update right now, my status would be filled with candy and the self-loathing that goes with it. But we're not here to talk about candy or self-loathing. We want, uh, I want to talk about marketing today. Because I've had some ideas about Let's Do the Books this week that I think will improve its marketing. And I've gotten these ideas from direct feedback from my customers, which I think is one of the best ways to improve your marketing. But for those of you who are new to the podcast or or new to me, Let's Do the Books is a video course that helps solopreneurs master their business finances and master their personal finances. So the, the promise of Let's Do the Books is that it will help you become your own CFO. And I'm still excited about that as the message for the product. I'm excited that people would be able to go through my video course, get some help from me, and really become a person that can make great decisions about how to use the cash in their business to reach their goals. That's exciting to me. Here's what I found out this week. I was listening to an audiobook called The Brain Audit. Now, a lot of you have probably heard of this because The Brain Audit seems to be really popular in online circles when it comes to figuring out your marketing. The Brain Audit was written by a guy named Sean D'Souza all the way back in 2001. He's revised it a bunch of times since then. I cannot recommend this book or this course to you strongly enough. I first heard Sean in 2009 at an internet marketing conference, which was, with one exception, terrible. And Sean was the exception. He gave a talk. He introduced some of the principles from the Brain Audit And Sean's basic premise for his whole book is, before anyone will make a purchase from you, you have to deal with seven specific issues. He calls them seven bags that have to be removed from the conveyor belt in order for the person to make the purchase, and it's clever. The book is great. I've bought it probably four times in the last eight years, which might sound weird, but I lose it. And also, after reading it and then losing it, I just love it so much that I feel great about paying Sean for it again. So I've bought the audiobook, I've bought a PDF, I've bought the $140 sort of deluxe course thing, and every time I'm glad because the reminders it gives me are so brilliant. But Sean was the first person to introduce to me the idea of being as specific as you possibly can be in your marketing material, specifically on your sales page. You know, he says it's not enough to do the traditional marketing and advertising thing of picking a target audience, or in other words, a target demographic, he says to pick a target profile. And by target profile, he means think of a specific person. That person with their specific traits and needs and pain and and all of that, that is the person that you should write the copy to, trusting that there are a lot of those people. So as I was listening to the Brain Audit this week, a thought came to my mind that I needed to reach out to the people who have bought Let's Do the Books from me and ask them three questions. The first question was, before being introduced to me and to Let's Do the Books, had you ever heard of YNAB before? Now, YNAB is you need a budget. It's the personal budgeting software that I happen to use to manage my clients' business finances and that I teach people to use to manage their business finances. So I said, had you ever heard of You Need a Budget before? Second question, had you attempted to use it before being introduced to Let's Do the Books? And third question, was my focus on YNAB a major factor in your decision to sign up for Let's Do the Books? Now, I've only had at this point uh, maybe 17, 18 people sign up for Let's Do the Books. 
And I got about 12 or 13 replies to this email. So almost everyone replied, or two-thirds of the people replied. And of the people who replied, about 80% answered yes to all three questions. Yes, they had heard of YNAB before being introduced to Let's Do the Books. Yes, they had attempted to use it before being introduced to Let's Do the Books. And yes, it was a major factor in their decision to buy the program. So this was an epiphany for me because I thought, okay, if that's what people are saying, if, if YNAB is actually a major factor in their decision to sign up for Let's Do the Books, I need to bring YNAB out in front in my marketing. So instead of just saying, hey, you know, life coaches, hey, business coaches, whatever, I need to say, if you are a solopreneur who wants to use YNAB to manage your business finances, Let's Do the Books is the program for you. So it's scary. It's really scary to me to be that specific because I have had a few people in my interactions with prospective customers. I've had a few of them say, I didn't sign up for Let's Do the Books because I didn't think it was speaking to me. And that was just them saying, you seem to really be focused on coaches and I'm a web designer. Interestingly, I know that fear is unfounded because even though my marketing talks a lot about being a coach, succeeding as a coach, how to run your finances as a coach, I already know that of the 17 or 18 people who have bought Let's Do the Books, more than half of them are not coaches. So, so that specificity in the marketing did not slow them down on their way into my program. But still, the head games start, and I say to myself, yeah, but now if I drill down even further and I really make the messaging about you're a coach and you're a coach who wants to use YNAB, then I'm going to eliminate all those people who have either never heard of YNAB or they don't like YNAB, and they won't buy. So that's, of course, the fear of drilling down in the messaging. But I'm going to get over the fear, and I'm going to, I'm going to do this because I know it will work. Because when that person lands on my website who is a coach or a solopreneur and has attempted to use YNAB before and loves the idea of YNAB but just has felt frustrated with it, when they see that messaging, I feel like you know, fireworks are going to happen and they're going to, they're going to jump into the program. It's not that I think this would work in every single scenario. Focusing on a piece of software as a primary part of the messaging, I think it will only work in this case because YNAB is a tool that is popular, well-loved, has a big community around it, but there still are not very many people talking about using YNAB for business. I mean, even YNAB doesn't talk about using YNAB for business. My good friend is the CEO, and he and I are having conversations about how he can do more of that, how he can uh, bring YNAB into the small business conversation, but it's still not being done. So I'm one of only a handful of people that I'm aware of who talk about using YNAB in small business. If we were talking about WordPress, if it was like, hey, do you use WordPress or would you like to master WordPress? Literally hundreds of thousands of people are sharing that information online. But I'm in this spot where I have a deep understanding and familiarity with the life and struggles and business of solopreneurs, specifically coaches. And I have this deep, deep understanding and experience with this budgeting software that is popular with people's personal finances and just sort of coming into people's minds as a tool that can be used with business. And in that overlap, I think I've got something unique and I think that uniqueness needs to be a big part of my messaging. So what I want you to think about this week in your business is, is there an area of your marketing, is there an area of your copy, an aspect of your copy that you could tweak to make more specific so that it calls out to a person that you know you are uniquely suited 
to help, whose problem you are uniquely suited to solve, can you drill down and, and make it more specific so that that person knows that you are their solution when they see you? I would encourage you to dig into that. It is scary, uh, but I think it works amazingly well. And by the way, if you want great resources on this, I'll give you two. One is the Brain Audit that I already mentioned, which you can just Google, or I think Sean's website is psychotactics.com, and he sells the Brain Audit on that website. Another great resource on this subject is my friend Philip Morgan. Uh, Philip is especially focused on software developers and software development shops and agencies, but his book called The Positioning Manual, and he's written another book that's called Specializing Without Failure, I think. He's just, I love Philip's stuff. I feel like he explains it so well. He makes it so accessible. He does such a good job of simultaneously convincing you that these are correct principles and convincing you that you can implement them. I just think his stuff is excellent. So he's at philipmorganconsulting.com. His books are The Positioning Manual and Specializing Without Failure. Check those out. Stop eating Halloween candy. I don't know why we do this to ourselves. And hey, if you're enjoying the show, I'm going to ask you again to go leave me a review on iTunes. Those reviews are starting to pop up. That's super helpful, and I'm really grateful for it. And if you haven't shared the podcast with anyone yet, do me a favor and share it with a person who you think would benefit from the stuff I'm talking about. Last week's episode seems to have gotten shared like crazy. My downloads went a little nuts, and I'm really grateful for that. Love sharing these ideas with people and interacting with you about these topics. So leave me a review on iTunes, share the show with a friend, and I will talk to you next week.